Hey, what's going on? And welcome to Worship and Leadership by LifePoint Creative. My name is Elmer, and I'm excited that we get to hang out for the next few moments. This podcast was created with the intent to resource our creative dream teamers at LifePoint Church in Clarksville, Tennessee. But we're well aware that many of you are joining us from around the world, and we want to say thank you for tuning in. In just a moment, you'll hear from my friends, Willie, Tiffany, and myself as we kick off our new series called Worship Foundations. When people join our teams at church, they come from a variety of experiences, either from a different church or upbringing. And for some, they're just beginning their journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the expression of worship and praise is a foreign concept to them. So here's the objective. A lot of energy is spent or invested in training in the technical functionalities of the arts. But we don't just want people singing great harmonies or playing on beat. We want them to have a biblical understanding of what God requires of us and in through worship. So if we're going to be united around anything, I want to make sure that we're united around the same biblical principles and fundamentals about worship. I pray that your time with us is inspiring, encouraging, and eye-opening. So come on, let's dive in as we kick off our Worship Foundation series with our first episode. So would you help me welcome Pastor Willie and Tiffany Tackett. What's up? Yo, yo, yo. What is going on? Oh, if you guys can see Pastor Willie, he's he's getting down. I'm (laughs) feeling it. Hey, hey, uh, hey. uh, uh, Let's go. I'm feeling it. It's your boy, Willie C, on a podcast with Elmer C and Tiffany T, LPC Leadership, talking about worship. What you know about that? What you know? (laughs) (laughs) What you talking about, Willie Hey, um, I'm excited. We get to kick off our podcast, and I'm excited to be doing this with you guys. Obviously, we've served together on the worship team. Uh, Pastor Willie, you you oversee our small groups. Yes. And you do a lot in our church, um, you know, as pertaining to our education and, and uh, content creation for a lot of the things that many of the people in our church are a part of, and they yeah. might not know it's, you know, you and your team leading us in that. So yes, uh, I think it's valuable having you on this podcast uh, and your input. And, Thank uh, you. And you also lead our internship program. I do, yes. So <laughs> talk, talk about that, because that's, that's new. Absolutely, yeah. So um, yeah, this, this year, I was given oversight of our next level uh, internship program. And Essentially, what it is is uh, really more intense and focused theological training uh, and leadership development uh, for anyone who says that they feel a special call of God on their life, you know, to learn more, to grow more. Number one, again, in theological training and theological truth, um, but then also in ministry and actually doing, uh, leading and and helping us to run our church. Uh, So, yeah, it's it's a nine-month endeavor, and uh, we have a little over 50 interns now, man, and they are crushing it. We're just having a great time every week. That is awesome. I think that deserves this, like, right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have the buttons. We're going to push them. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's cool. And then, Tiffany, you've been leading worship for a long time, all the way from California. And you're a lot of people don't know all the things you do behind the scenes and on the platform here at LifePoint, at LifePoint Church. But um, you're our worship coordinator. And so... Just talk a little, a little bit about what you do with the team as far as like the behind the scenes and so. Yeah. Yeah, I get to I get to do a lot with the team, but my but my favorite thing is just communication, getting to know the team members, getting to um just even hear their stories and to to 
not only roster them on a Sunday, but to, to just, I don't know, find who they are, why they're here, you know, where their heart is and, and to just be involved in that. I love that. Um, I get to, to help with our audition process and what that looks like when people come on the team and, and just be a part of making sure that, that people know they're loved here and they're welcome here and, and they're here for a reason. So that's cool. Hey, you know what? You get one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Right. Okay. Man, I kind of want to sing happy birthday, but that'd be weird. Happy birthday. Yeah, to somebody. To somebody? We can go find somebody's birthday. It's somebody's birthday. It's somebody's somewhere. birthday you can, somewhere. You can sing. Okay, here we go. Right, here go. Happy birthday to you. Cha-cha-cha. Happy birthday to you. Cha-cha-cha. Happy birthday, dear whoever you are. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> oh man okay people did not come to your scene no they did not no um no. yes hey, you play the bass i play the bass play that's the bass. it i'm happy you're that amazing name. on the bass yes thank you brother <laughs> <laughs> hey let's kick off real quick so this whole um podcast uh, at least this, these first few episodes they're they're surrounding the topic of worship foundation so it's it's a class that i think is it's or it's yeah it's a class Started as a class. Yeah. I remember when I first took this um, when I was at my church in Dallas, in Texas. Um, but now it's it's what we're doing right here is we're breaking it down and turning it into a conversation where it's easier to digest because people nowadays it's harder to get them to class. Yeah. I know we we tried doing a class a few a year ago or, or so, mm-hmm. uh, and it was hard to get everyone in the room at the same time. Yeah. So we're intentionally trying to create this content where people can digest this wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. If you're cutting the grass, washing dishes, if you're working out, if this is your quiet time and this is what, you know, you do um, when you're just kind of disconnecting and you listen to podcasts, we just want to be able to resource you and uh, encourage you when it comes to this concept of worship. And there'll be other, other things coming up down the pipeline as well. Once we finish the series, but you know, worship is something that can be easily misunderstood. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of times we look at it as an act that, you know, we we do at church because it's, a, you know, we, we relate it easily to singing and music, um, but it's so much more than that. So we're going to break it down. We're going to go down to the Old Testament, New Testament, yeah. and, and that's why it's great to have Reverend Willie Simpson right here, <laughs> um, you know. Because he's our he's our in house theologian. Oh Lord! And, uh, <laughs> and so, <laughs> what? what? You're making me blush, man. You're making Aww. you blush, man. I never. He seen didn't you. even do the little clappy thing. <laughs> <laughs> too, many, too many buttons. <laughs> this is cool. We need to have someone do all the buttons. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna just dive in, and so we just pray. Uh, that you guys are encouraged, that this helps reveal things to you, maybe things you've never heard of before. Um, you know, the, I, I believe this is this is a, a life statement that I've made mm. for many years. You know, the greater your revelation of Jesus, the greater your praise. Mm. And yeah. so it's 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 only when you come to this realization of this is what God intended. Yeah. In his relationship with us mm. through worship, through our service, through yeah. the gifts that he's given us, through the body of Christ, the church, yeah, um, 
man, like it makes it so much easier to to just be grateful and thankful yeah. and to offer up yeah. our praises and our worship, you know, um, because we understand. Yes. So, you know, when you have understanding and it helps respond, yeah. you know, so um, that's what we're hoping to do. I don't know if you have anything you'd like to share about yeah. you know, worship foundations. For sure. Yeah. I, I do think um, that the operative word there after worship, you know, is foundations. And so when I think of foundation, it's something that um, is is sturdy enough and going to be substantial enough for you to trust in. And so I think the greatest foundation for us to trust in is the Word of God. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to understand that as a church, specifically as LifePoint Church, we hold in high regard the Word of God. Pastor Mike's favorite phrase is to say, read your Bible and do what it do says, what it says. Yeah. right? Because it truly is the authoritative um, source for practice uh, in the life of the Christian. And so because of that, we not only come to know the God of Scripture, mm. but we come to know how to interact with Him come on. Yeah. because this worship is a relational word. Right. And I do think that God has a prescriptive way for us to approach Him in worship. That's there right. is, I truly do believe, there's a right way and a wrong way to worship God. I'm just going to say that. And I think what I love about this particular series is that we're going to show from Scripture the right way, the the true, the redemptive way to worship God. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I love that. There is, there is a right way. Right. And what I love about that is that comment is um, God didn't leave us alone to figure it out. Yes. It's through, we could find it in scripture. Yes. That, yeah. That's exactly right. Elmer. Yeah. That, that's the key right there, which I think is kindness. I mean, clarity is kindness. God is kind and merciful and gracious toward us because we can't see God. We can't fully comprehend who he is. And so he says, no, no, I'm going to give you the way right. to access me. And what a kindness from God to yeah. show us how we can interact with him. Right. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. So let's start off with this. So before we get too deep with, mm-hmm. with you know, our topic, um, what is worship to you guys? Like, Tiffany, what does that mean to you? What is worship? When somebody asks you that, what does it mean to you? Uh, worship is is giving my all to, I mean, in, in this case, it's Jesus. You can You can worship, you know other things mm. but but in this context definitely it's just my whole heart it's my whole life it's it's what i do when i wake up in the morning and go to bed at night it's not it's not just songs and for me personally like intimate worship is a lot of times you know in my living room with my guitar in my hand and and just you know singing praise to him but it's so much more than that. Mm. Like that is not, you know, what worship is to me, but it's, it is just, just showing God that he is worthy and it is yeah. just, just meeting it with your whole heart. Yeah. So, good. Pastor, yeah. Really? so I, I've heard it said years ago, I heard a pastor break down worship into worth ship. Yeah. Um, and I, at first that phrase kind of, it, I, I kind of tripped over it, but I understood the sentiment of what he was saying was the worthiness of God. Yeah. And when I think about something <clears throat> that is worthy, I think about the orientation of my life around that thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think about my marriage, I think about my wife, and I think about my my children, and I think about my family being worth something to me. You're right. Their worthiness right. to me is what actually causes me to shape my life around them to in, in you know and protecting them and, and caring for them and serving them and leading them uh, and discipling them. And so when I think about the worthiness of God, I think about orienting my life around him, not because of what he's done, but because of who he is. Right. And so 
I will say every aspect of who I am uh, as as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a pastor, as a leader, as a servant, um, my, my money, uh, my time, my weaknesses, my strength, I will orient that fully around God yeah. because he is worth it. He is worthy of my complete surrender you know, to him. So I, I look at worship as something, to your point, Tiffany, that I, I do with my whole life. It's right. not just a feeling. It isn't yeah. event-based. It's, no, my whole life, every day, moment by moment, I am worshiping the Lord. Yeah. That's good. That's good. For, for me, just, and obviously you could always break things down, but just real quick, um, is worship for me is the simple act of obedience. Mm, yes. Yeah. I think trusting God, knowing God, leads you to a place where you respond in obedience. Um, if God says, go here, you go. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if God says, give me this, yep. you, know, you look at Abraham. Yes. And God asking for Isaac yeah. as a sacrifice. Absolutely. And he didn't react, but he right. responded the way God wanted him to. Right. With, with a, you know, just, all right, let's yeah. go. And the, the Lord will provide. And he went and he did everything. And, you know, and obviously he didn't have to sacrifice Isaac. Yeah. But he was obedience, obedient. And we see it over and over in scripture that God is like, there's something about an obedient heart. Mm-hmm. There's something about individuals in scripture that when they're willing to take this risk mm. of believing God yeah. of like Moses go and, yes. you know, just him encountering this burning bush instead of running away. Like right. yeah. he, he went towards it, mm. you know, and then just, it's, it's just beautiful to see what happens when, when men and women are obedient to God. Mm. Um, and you see the most intimate relationships in scripture when people are being obedient. Yes. Yeah. We see a whole other side of God and yeah. like this, his, fatherly like character traits right. come out yeah. and stuff. So for me, like obedience has been my posture in worship. So mm. just when I hear his voice, is it easy? No, right. it's not. But, you know, it's something that I've learned. Obedience is, is part of my act of worship. As Amen. Well. So, yeah. um, you know, and we want to, we want to go deeper. I know that's more of our personal <laughs> experiences kind yeah. of surface level, yeah. but we obviously don't want to give our opinion, but we want yeah. to use scripture as a, a foundation. Amen. And, um, and, you know, just to kick off, you know, this, in this episode and, and talking about what worship is, I think it's important to also know who we are and what yes. God calls us to be and who he calls us to be. And so, um, you know, Pastor Willie, I'd love for you to kick us off for sure. Talking about the priesthood. So we're going to the old Testament mm-hmm. here. Right. And, uh, you know, and, the priesthood and what does that mean and yeah. what was the priesthood? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think you have to start with the Old Testament to make the so the New Testament makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when we when we talk about the priesthood, this is something um that came about after God res- rescues Israel from Egypt, from captivity. And when we when we talk about a priest, we are talking about an intermediary or a go-between, so to speak. And so what the priest did in in essence is represent the people to the Lord. Um, And the priest primarily uh, was in place uh, to help to institute or to to reign over to manage the the sacrificial system that God implemented. Again, the priesthood and the sacrificial system are God's way of allowing a sinful people to interact with a holy and righteous and perfect God, right? Because God dwells in unapproachable light. 
sinfulness and right, righteousness can't commingle. And so the priest was very important because the priest would take the sacrifices for sin on behalf of the people to God. And God would accept those sacrifices, and then the people would know, okay, we're forgiven. Uh, we're going to live another year. And the priest, the priesthood was important as a feature of what's known as a covenant. And I'm just going to explain real quick. A covenant is essentially an agreement. It's an agreement made between two parties. And the covenants have conditions, Mm -hmm. and part of those conditions would be, hey, like to use your word, Elmer, if you obey, there is blessing. If you disobey, there is consequence, there's judgment for this. And so a prominent feature of this covenant was the priesthood. God would say, if you want to worship me, if you want to remain in relationship, if you want to connect with me, you're going to do that through the priests. So not anybody could just approach God. And God would say, hey, I'm doing this as an act of mercy towards you and, and kindness towards you. Go through this intermediary. Bring your sacrifices for your sin, for your family's sin. The priest will take these sacrifices. He will bring them to me, prepare them in a certain way. I will accept those. And then not only will I give absolution to the people, forgiveness of sin, but I'm also going to give blessing as well. And I do think from the priesthood, we can see in the New Testament, we are priests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our priesthood looks differently. We're not using animals, but you know, thank, thankfully we're not using the blood of bulls and goats. <laughs> thank you, Lord. You ain't got cut the head off of something. And thank you, Jesus. Yeah. But but now the worship that we offer is is not a sacrifice of an animal, it's the sacrifice of our life. Right. Yeah. And and we like the priests, we like the priests we intercede for the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we offer prayer, the sacrifice of prayer to God on behalf of the people, the people who are not worshiping God, the people who have no connection to the Lord. It's not that they don't have access, but they have no connection. They, yeah. They're not God worshipers. Yeah. And so we pray, God, would you move in their hearts? Would you move and reveal? Would you open the eyes of the understanding so that they would see you and, and who you are? Mm. Right. And, and so we still bear the weight. The priest, let me just say this too, the priest had to uh, come to the Lord uh, in a spotless manner. Right. Yeah. They their their clothing had to be completely clean. They they couldn't have touched something unclean. They couldn't have unaccounted for sin in their own life. The, mm-hmm. the priests had to offer sacrifice for their own sin and their family as well. And so what we want to do is to make sure that we are lifting up holy hands. We when we worship God, we want to worship Him with a pure heart. When we when we seek yeah. God, we want to do so from a place of purity. So we regularly confess. I love your word. Oh, we obey. We we regularly repent as yeah. well. Because these are postures we want to maintain because we're not doing it for our sake, but we're really doing it for the, for the sake of the world. Right. Yeah. And, and so when I think of being a priest in today's context, the weight is still the same. The method is different, but the intercession, the weight of what we're carrying is still the same. There are people on this planet who do not know Christ, who are not following him, and it is the prayer of the righteous. It is the prayer of the intercessor that is going to help connect them to this God that we want them to know so, so badly. No, I love that um, because it's not, so before we're called worshipers, we're right. called to be followers of Christ. Like yes. We're called to be his children. Yes. Right. So 
this priesthood does not apply to those that are part of a worship team. Correct. Right. Or not just them. Yes. It does apply to them, but not just them. Yes. It applies to Absolutely. all of yeah. us as believers. 100%. And so um, that's the important thing. And that's so. That's one of the things we want to make sure comes across as we're sharing this information. This is not just for people on worship teams. This yes. is for believers yes. around the world. Yeah. So as a believer, God's called you to be a priesthood because right. we're that we've become that intersection yes. between God and the people that right. don't know him. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I love that you brought that out. That's an important distinction because the people in our church, Pastor Elmer, if if they're not careful, they will get the impression that the people on stage singing mm-hmm. and playing instruments are, are the Levites, so to speak, or right. are, are the priest. Yeah. Right. And then they themselves will excuse themselves mm. from the responsibility of, of intercession. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and, and you know, I think a lot of church culture is to blame for that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember growing, sure. growing up in church and they would say, oh, like, you have to lead us. Mm. And, like, they put the responsibility on the worship team. Right. And, oh, like, you know, I remember one time my hair was spiky when I had hair. And some <laughs> sister came, you know, one of them, a church mothers, like, yeah. son, your hair's too spiky. You're going to grieve the Holy Spirit. It's oh, like, no. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. All these little things that we say in church. Right. You know, but, but because they put the responsibility on the worship leader, the worship yeah. team, and, you know, they take the whole – you know, King Jehoshaphat, worship right. leaders go in the front, you know, out of context. Yes. You know, and so now they put the responsibility on the worship team yeah. right. to lead us into the presence of God yeah. when God's already present. Mm. Yeah. You know, come on. And so he's already there, but you're not aware of him because right. you're doing it. Yeah. Maybe we need worship team badges for everybody as they walk in the yeah, door one right. day and be like, you are also you're part yeah. of the worship on the worship team. team. Yeah. Like yeah. we all are yes. part of a worship team. That'd be cool. We should do that on a Sunday. I was going to say that would be a great idea. That would be awesome. I mean, because like, it is. It's taken yeah. out of context. It is. It is. Yeah. And Damn. so so we're all called. All of us. Priests. Yeah. Are called to be priests. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about the scripture that says you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. The, the Apostle Peter's writing, again, to a group of Christians. And he's doing that irrespective of what they're doing in the church. Yeah, sure, there may be somebody leading worship. There may be somebody playing instruments. But he said, no, you're the church. You're the priesthood now. Like, how how else in the world is everybody in your community Again, you're in a pagan context. He's writing to a church that's in, a, in an exclusively pagan context. And he's saying, guys, you're the priesthood. They would have immediately connected that with, with, with the Old Testament yeah, yeah. phenomenon and say, okay, no, okay, he's drawing this Old Testament imagery. I know what the priest did. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm called to that same office. The priest is the intermediary. He's the go-between. Yeah. Between who? Between God and man. That's all a priest does is the go-between between God and man. Yeah. The people did not know that they were forgiven of their sin. They did not what they did not know what God thought about their sin until he came out of the Holy of Holies. They didn't know on the day of atonement. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a second. They didn't know if their sin had been atoned for unless they saw the priest come out. Then they would cheer. Yeah. On the day of atonement, on Yom Kippur, they would cheer. Our people in this context, everybody, wherever you're listening from, in your church, the surrounding communities, they will not know about God unless you inform them. Come on. That is the only way to them. The people did not know that their sin was forgiven unless the priest showed himself. Yep. Yeah. So catch that gospel initiative. Folks don't know that their sin is forgiven unless you tell them. Mm. Jesus Christ has died. Your sin is forgiven. God loves you. They will not know. This yeah. is what a priest did as an intermediary. So they went on behalf of the people to God, and then they went to the people on behalf of God himself. Mm-hmm. Come on. So that is our role. That is a church-wide initiative. That is not a 
team-led or a staff-led initiative. Mm-hmm. That is gospel. That is missional. That is evangelistic. Our people are not going to know unless we tell them. Yeah, and I love how that connects. I'm sorry, Tiffany. I just cut you off. Like Pastor Mike's message from this Sunday. Yes. Like just us being in, in, God, in, in, so that the world may know. Yes. It's not because he wants. Right. It's oh, there's it's intimacy with God is important. Yes, it is. Being 100%. able to understand worship is mm-hmm. important because it allows the world. Yes. To know. That's why we're yeah. worshipers. Yeah. That's why we are worshipers so that the world would know. Well, and the more you know God, the more you show God. Yes. Like you can't have an intimate relationship with him and it and it not show and you not right. want to tell people right. and yeah. and you know share it. I get, you know, some people are a little bit more introverted than others maybe, sure. but like the more you lean into him and the more you seek him, that obedience comes out. Yeah. That, you know, it just comes out naturally. Yeah. He's just going to, you know, right. kind of seep out of you and people sure. are going to want to know why you're different. That's right. Absolutely. So, that and we get to have that relationship with yes. him, and it doesn't come from you know we got to do twenty steps and right. you know do this. We get that through Jesus. Like we get to have that access yeah. and that relationship, and we have Holy Spirit inside. Like we get to have that access, right? And we get to share it with people. For like sure. it's just it's so cool. Yeah, you know that I, I do want to just say this really really quick. Tiff, you, you reminded me of a peculiar scripture uh, in Exodus where. Um, Moses is challenging Pharaoh. He's demanding, hey, you know, let my people go. Let, you know, God says, let my people go that they may serve me. Um, and, and Pharaoh says, he tries to make these concessions. And he says, okay, you know, let, let's do a compromise. You, you guys can go, but you can't go far to go worship your God. And, and, and Moses and Aaron, they say, well, listen, we, we, we have to go outside of the, the city. We have to go outside of the, the city right. limits, basically, um, because— our practices are detestable to the Egyptians. Now, what was he talking about? He was talking about the sacrificial system. Yeah. Like that was starting to be implemented. He says, we got to offer sacrifices to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he says, if the Egyptians see this, they're going to they're, they're gonna slaughter us because it, it's detestable. The point of making is this, that worship is external. It is not a feeling of the heart. It's a matter of the heart. Right. But it's not a feeling of the heart. Yeah. And the love that you talk that you teased out, whether you're introvert or extrovert, guys, it ain't about your personality. It's right. about his worthiness. Right. Yeah. I gave you all sorts of personality types for offering sacrifices to the Lord. Yeah. Right. But but the point I'm making is this: is that the Egypt, hear me, the Egyptians knew there was something different about the Israelites mm-hmm. in their worship. Their worship is what distinguished them. It was their way of life. Yeah. Yeah. So if my way of life is not distinct from the world, then it is hard to say that I'm worshiping the Lord. Yeah. yeah. And we get to bring others into it. For sure. I Absolutely. mean, there there was the priest. So right. you would bring your offering to him. Like, you didn't know God. You always had that go-between. Exactly. Go-between. exactly. You right. had to go to the priest. Like, we get to, like, anybody can have that relationship 100%. now. Like, you don't have to bring a sacrifice to, you know, your pastor so he can go right. to God and, and know God for you. For sure. Like, we get to all be priests and have that relationship. That's exactly right. And like, you know, it's, yeah. it's so, so amazing that, so that that's, you know, what God wants. Come on. Got to be distinct. Got to be distinct. Yeah. 100%. You got to be distinct. Absolutely. Oh, man. All right. So if you're hearing this and it's not Sunday yet, on Sunday, just go to church. Get your praise on. <laughs> Come on. 
Y'all know where it should be. Do a little two step. <laughs> Come on now. I need you to cut a little rug for me now. This Sunday. Uh-oh. Okay. And if that's too much, just pick them elbows up. Just <laughs> Come on. Come on, Pastor Elmer. Put them elbows up. That's just, it. The chicken wing, chicken man. Wing. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I feel just my don't hurt the person on. next to you if you got a sharp. <laughs> I, I, I didn't need. I need a shout button. I need a shout music button. Okay, I feel my help coming uh-oh. on. Somebody. There, okay, <laughs> I just need. To, I just need something that I can get happy for about thirty seconds. Oh no! That's oh, no, wrong that no, wrong. no, that's the wrong way. I didn't know what trombone no. was. No. I, <laughs> oh, that killed it. Oh man, come on. <laughs> Lying devil delivered. The devil took a liar. He's invaded our, to take our technical brain. equipment. Y'all Satan that got up in the mixing bowl, y'all. <laughs> no, man, no. I love it. It's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. No. And you can't ever say that enough. Like worship is not a feeling. It's not a song itself. No. You know, no. I, I think songs are another expression of worship. Right. Yes. But it's not, like, that is not the act of worship. Right. Like, singing, even, you could sing every song in church. Yes. And you, not be worshiping. Yeah. Come you on. Know, you could be clapping along and not be worshiping. Yeah. So, like, the, the outer expression alone isn't everything yeah. as well, because God's looking at the heart. Right. So, um, you know, so, like, that's why we're doing this. Yes. Because we want to make sure you have understanding of why you clap your hands, yes. why you sing, why you open your mouth and declare things, you know, so because it's it's the obedient response mm. of, hey, I'm gonna sing, I'm gonna clap because my God has asked me to. Yeah. And so it's 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 important. And just going back to the priest, um, mm-hmm. I know we have some notes right here. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany, can you share with us just, you know, the priest in the old testament, they had four responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I I think it's important for us to mention these because then we're able to you know talk about the mosaic tabernacle just a little bit mm-hmm. um, before we end this podcast today. But if you can share, you know what those were. Yeah, yeah, they maintain the tabernacle, so um, they were in charge of of all the things in the tabernacle. Um, in Numbers verse, why can't I see that? All right, in Numbers 3, verses 25 through 26, I had to make it bigger. Okay, it says, (laughs) And the guard duty of the sons of Gershon, one of the sons of Levi, in the tent of meeting involved the tabernacle, the tent with its covering, the screen for the entrance of the tent of meeting, the hangings of the court, the screen for the door of the court that is around the tabernacle and the altar, and its cords, all the service connected with these. So they just maintained the, the functional... Yeah. You know, equipment, the 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 functioning of the tabernacle, they were in charge of that. They carry the presence of God. So they carried the Ark of the Covenant, which which contained the presence of That's God, right. um, minister to God, all for his desire, his pleasure, his will, and his glory. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it says in Deuteronomy ten eight, at that time the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and stand before the Lord to minister him and to bless in his name to this day, uh, to bless the people. It says um, in Numbers 27, verse 21, and he, Joshua, shall stand before Eleazar the priest, who shall inquire for him by the judgment of the Urim before the Lord. At his word, they shall go out, and at his word, they shall come in, both he and all the people of Israel with him, the whole congregation. Mm. So he just kind of, as we talked about, like they they blessed the people. They yes. were there for the people. They were that intercessor. They were right. there, you know, 
for for the people around them. Yeah. Um, and he spoke to the priests who spoke to the people. So they were that that go between. That's great. No, that's good. And and it's important to understand those responsibilities because Pastor Willie, if you don't mind, if we yeah. can just transition, obviously the the priests, the Levites had these duties in the tabernacle. Yeah, yes, so this, in the tabernacle. This was a place that God had given them given them clear instructions on how to build it, what Correct. what pieces of furniture, what articles, everything that was there yes. was, you know, God ordained pretty much. For sure. And so can we talk about the the tabernacle for a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we, when we talk about the tabernacle, it um it comprised of uh what, what was known as an, an outer court. Um, and then there were a couple of, of pieces there. You had, you had what was known as uh, the brazen altar, which is where the sacrifices were actually given um, and, and prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had what was known as a bronze laver, uh, which is where uh, the, the priests, they would wash themselves. Uh, it was filled, filled with mirrors or lined with mirrors so that they could see themselves. And so that was the outer court. Um, and then you had the inner court. And you had several pieces of furniture uh, in, the, in the inner court as well. You had the golden yeah. lampstand. Uh, you had what was known as the altar of incense. The lampstand would provide the light literally for the the interior court there. You had the altar of incense, which was lit uh, 24-7, mm-hmm. and it, it was to represent the prayers of the people, a sweet-smelling aroma uh, in, in, in God's in God's face. Uh, and then we had what was known as the table of showbread or shoe bread. And we know that bread represents the word of God, but the Bible says that it was to be eaten in his presence. It was also known as the bread of the presence. So it was it represented communing with God. The priest would eat this bread in God's presence because God desired fellowship. Um, and then you had what was known as the Holy of Holies. And in the Holy yeah. of Holies, uh, there was a very, very thick veil that separated the inner court uh, from the Holy of Holies. And you had the Ark of the Covenant. Um, and in the Ark of the Covenant, there were there were several different articles. There was Aaron's staff that budded. There was what was known as the testimony. There was uh, a jar of of manna to just remind people that God had uh, provided for them in the wilderness. And it was covered uh, with a lid that had two two uh, cherubim, two angels with their wings facing toward each other. And uh, that was called the mercy seat or the atonement cover. And the mercy seat is where the blood of the sacrifice would be sprinkled on behalf of the people. God would see this sacrifice. If he was pleased with it, fire would come down from heaven and consume this sacrifice. And at that moment, the priests knew that this sacrifice had been accepted by God and that the people's sins had been atoned for. So the tabernacle was, was a very special place because it was the place where, again, the priests interacted with God. He fellowshiped with God. Mm-hmm. And it was the way for the people to know that they were still in right standing with the Lord. Uh, But like any Old Testament motif, uh, the tabernacle served as a shadow of the substance, uh, which is Jesus. Come on. So when we look at the tabernacle, we start with all of these elements and we look at the 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 uh, the brazen altar Mm -hmm. where, where where the where the burnt offerings would be offered. Uh, we see that Jesus Christ himself was our sacrifice. He endured the fire of God's wrath on our behalf. Uh, We look at the bronze laver, which is where one will be washed clean. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that that the blood of Christ has washed us white as snow. We are cleansed by the blood of Christ. Uh, And then when we go into the inner court and we look at the golden lampstand, again, we see Jesus saying, that he, or in, in John chapter one, that Jesus is called the light of the world. Yeah. 
He is the way, the truth, and the life. We look at the altar of incense, the, the prayers, the intercessions, and we see that Jesus Christ prayed for us in John 17. Uh, again, Pastor Mike did a masterful job in talking through unity, and yeah. Jesus prays for us. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that he lives forever making intercession right. for us. Yeah. And then we have the table of showbread, the fellowship, the communion. Jesus says he is the bread of life. You must eat of me. If you want to commune with the Lord, then you must ceremonially eat of the body of Christ. And then we enter into the Holy of Holies. Then we see the Ark of the Covenant representing the very presence of God. And Jesus Christ, when he is named by the angel Michael or Gabriel, you, you, you shall name him Emmanuel, God with us. God with us. Jesus walked among us for 33 and a half years. But God takes it a step further and he says, not only is the presence going to be among you, my presence is going to be in you. Yeah. And so now we are called the tabernacle, the temple of the Holy Spirit, the temple of God's presence. So not only are we priests, mm. we are now the tabernacle. We house the very presence of God himself. What mm. an astounding thought that we now house the very presence of the God who led Israel out of Egypt, who kept them for over 40 years in the wilderness. And so we now get to say, no matter where I'm at, no matter what context I'm in, I'm yeah. newly saved, but I've been saved for decades. Right. I can now go on behalf of God yeah. to a people who are far from him and say, Come you on. have just as yeah. much access as I do. Let me tell you about this God Come on. that you don't know about. I'm glad to, you don't have to bring anything. You don't owe him anything. He freely gives to you forgiveness. He freely gives to you. He freely oh, offers you, need you some keys or something. salvation. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to push the wrong button. It's going to wait till we program this. Thing. No, no and the tabernacle is all about access. Yeah. All about access. This, yeah. is, this is God's way, his instructions, build this place because he wants access to us. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so now not only are we the the mediators that intersection between right. God and and humanity, but now we, we are the temple, man. Yes, yeah. we are. The, we house. Man, we house. Come on, come on. I mean, I'm getting happy up in here on I this know, podcast. Yeah. If you if you just look at this right now, our hands are like <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> hey, I don't know why, why are we holding our hands like this? Like, <laughs> like a little T Rex. They're happy, hands. happy it's hands. It's like you guys are going to start flapping. Like the Holy Spirit lives in me. And like <laughs> in me. T Rex hands. Come on now. <laughs> like crab. Just I got, yes. Shrimp. <laughs> oh, man. No, God is good. God is Amen. good. Amen. Um, I, I hope that this has been helpful. Uh, we're going to end our, our podcast right now, this first episode, uh, by reaching out to um, one of our worship team, dream teamers. And so um, we're calling okay. uh, a young man by the name of Jonathan Gorman. Okay. Gorman, are you there? Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Are you there? Hello? Oh, man. Oh, I think he's there. Okay. Maybe? No? Do I have to turn the volume on? That did something. Yeah? That's a... Okay. We're going to keep trying, guys. Yeah. We're going to keep trying. Bluetooth. It's connected. Mm-hmm. 
when you call him again. Um, <laughs> I can hear you. I'm talking. Okay, he says. Okay. So, okay, so you can hear us. Okay. That's okay. that's good. I mean, he didn't hang up. Okay, now, right, now we go. Now, now, right. now we got him. All right, so here's Jonathan hey, Gorman. Hey, what's going on, Gorman? Hey. Yo, what up? Hey, what's up, guys? How what's you up, doing, what's man? Up, what's up? Hey, just uh, we're, Good, we're we're wrapping up our first episode for the podcast, and we just wanted to call you because this is what we're gonna do uh, every time we record. <laughs> we're not gonna call you every time, but we'll call somebody. And we just wanted to My ask. God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, just real quick, uh, do you have something to be grateful for? A reason to praise the Lord that you want to share with us uh, on the spot? Yeah, um, sure, uh, on the spot. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm. I would say I'm grateful for right now, and probably in the season, a uh, healthy community. Um, grateful for a place where I can be imperfect. I'm grateful for a place that um, I can take my hard questions and know that I'll be covered. Um, I tend to kind of lean on the tough side of the outer edge, like of, a, of an eight. Uh, but I know, like I've learned through the season, with the, especially with the healthy community, that um, in that vulnerability. Of being able to be vulnerable in a, in a really healthy community, there's real growth in it, and so like that's I would say that for sure. I'm just really grateful for um, a, a real good healthy healthy community. You know, church group, worship team. You know, um, where I can really just find growth and for through different people through different uh, life circumstances. That's the beauty of uh, being with such a multicultural you know um, group that you just pull from everybody and kind of. I really get to learn from other people and really get, you know, pour into them as they pour into you. And so, yeah, so I've just learned that. So but yeah, I'm grateful for a healthy community. Dude, come on. Come that's on. awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And uh, just know that you're loved, man. And we appreciate everything you do. Uh, you're one of our worship leaders here at LifePoint and man, you're incredible, dude. We love yeah. your heart and what? we love your family. Hey, I love you guys. Love you, bro. Yeah, dude. Well, we'll, yeah, talk, man, we'll right. talk to you later, bro. Absolutely. So love you guys. Love you too. See, man. See ya. Bye. Right. All right. Awesome. Well, that's it. Hey, um, so, you know, once again, we want to say thank you for tuning in and spending time with us. And if you're a guest with us and you'd like to know more about our church and ministry, you can find us online at www.lifepointchurch.tv. You can also follow us on Instagram at lifepointchurch or follow our creative social media at lifepointcreative. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Leave us a review. Email us. However we can serve you, we're here for you guys. So join us for the following episode as we continue our Worship Foundation series. But until next time, peace out. God bless. Say laters, guys. Peace. We'll see you guys.